0: Capital Market Insights from ICMA. Hello, everyone. My name is Simone Uttermark. I'm a director within ICMA's Sustainable Finance team. This podcast is part of a series dedicated to the social bond market. Throughout the series, you will hear from the coordinators of the ICMA Social Bond Working Group, as well as guest speakers from across the industry, including issuers, investors, underwriters, and external reviewers, all looking to update you on the latest developments under the social bond principles, and adding their perspective on this key theme. Hello, Uh, welcome to the first episode of the ICMA podcast series dedicated to social bonds. My name is Agnes Gourke, and I am head of sustainable capital markets for EMEA at BNP Paribas. Today, I'm here with Colleen Keenan. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Agnes. So Colleen and I, alongside our colleagues, respectively, at the World Bank and BNP Paribas, and also colleagues from Actium, we coordinated the social bond working groups these past 12 months. And we are going to review the social bond resources available to capital market stakeholders and try to cover today some of the recent questions we've been asked. Uh, and importantly, all the documents we will reference throughout this podcast, um, they were prepared by the voice of working groups dedicated to the social bond market. Um, and that means a huge number of institutions, uh, really with a lot of uh, knowledge and experience, um, so a lot of insights um, in those guidance documents. But before we move on, uh, Colleen, could I please let you introduce yourself?
1: Thanks, Agnes. My name is Colleen Keenan, and I'm a senior financial officer in the World Bank Treasury, and I sit on the investor relations and sustainable finance team. Um, The World Bank issues both green and sustainability bonds, and one of my focuses is, is on impact reporting.
0: So Colleen, actually, we are just back from the 2022 Annual General Meeting and Conference of the ICMA Principles, and we've released some important updates, actually, to some of the key documents. So let's discuss what's new on
1: this, on this ground, Colleen. That's right. We updated two documents this year, and these are the Harmonized Framework for Impact Reporting for Social Bonds. and the mapping to the SDGs for green social and sustainability bonds. So I thought I'd outline the key changes to these two documents, and I'll start with the harmonized framework, which focuses on impact reporting. In the body of the document itself, we expanded the explanation of the types of results indicators that can be used. So we tried to further outline the differences between output, outcome, and impact. We also updated the working list of sample social bond indicators. This is in one of the annexes to the harmonized framework, just so we're clear where everything is. Um, By its nature, this list of sample indicators is a living document. Um, And I wanna highlight just three things here for the audience. And first, we extensively updated the table of sample indicators to provide more depth on the types of indicators that might be used. Second, we provided more information on using metrics that incorporate target population. And third, we specified metrics, which may be particularly relevant for issuers reporting on COVID projects. And finally, in the document, we added a new annex on target population feedback. We did this to provide information on collecting impact data from target populations or beneficiaries to assess the effectiveness of interventions financed by social bonds. Um, We're routinely asked to give more guidance to the market, and these documents provide a sort of North Star for issuers to aim towards as the social bond market continues to develop. The second document that we, we updated is the mapping to the SDGs for green social and sustainability bonds. And here I'll also highlight three specific changes. First, we wanted to keep consistent with the harmonized framework, so we added or clarified examples of indicators that might be used for impact reporting. The second document we updated is the mapping to the SDGs document. I'll highlight three changes here. First, to keep consistent with the changes to the harmonized framework, here we also added or clarified examples of indicators that might be used for impact reporting. Second, in the annex on COVID-19, SDG 5 was added to the list of SDGs particularly relevant to issuers who want to map their COVID-related social or sustainability bonds to the SDGs. Third, we added a new annex on SDG externalities. This is a proposed high-level framework that outlines some SDG-linked externalities to consider when assessing adverse impacts to a project. The list is not exhaustive, and it simply aims at highlighting potential negative impacts. We often get questions about how to assess environmental impacts of social bonds and vice versa, so this new annex should be provide some useful guidance. In general, when we make changes to the documents based on feedback from the market, we make these changes across all social bond and green bond guidance and related documents. And just as a reminder, the links to these documents and the others we mentioned are in the show notes.
0: Thank you, Colleen. So, Effectively, all of these documents, they actually add to the existing body of guidance that is um, already produced by um, the principal's working groups. Um, And there is another important resource we use for getting feedback and keep enriching the guidance, and that is the principal's annual consultations that goes out to members and observers. So actually, if you are principal's members and observers, when the annual consultation goes out, if you can take time to to fill it in, that's usually helpful and that feeds through to the working group. And the results of the consultation, they are actually available to the public on the principal's website. So what we wanted to do today is use some of this feedback and the questions we got through the last consultations to highlight what guidance is already available and where to find it, importantly. Um, I would start by saying often we get asked what a social bond is and in particular in comparison to social impact bond. And for that answer, um, it's a good opportunity actually for us to refer you to an earlier podcast uh, on social bonds that was recorded uh, with Denis Odaro from IFC. And obviously you'll find the link to that particular podcast in the show notes. So, Colleen, thinking about the other questions raised through the consultation that we wanted to focus on, as we found them really useful, actually, to better understand, better explain the social bond market, one of them is, how do you look at environmental consideration when it comes to social bonds?
1: Yeah, and yes, I think there are a lot of resources on the principal's website to help think about the environmental aspects of social bonds. The topic is mentioned in the social bond principles in the section on the process for project evaluation and selection, and it's also covered in the guidance handbook. The the gist of it really is, even though the project is about delivering social impact, key environmental risks need to be identified and mitigated. I also wanna refer again to the SDG mapping for green social and sustainability bonds that I talked about just a little bit earlier in terms of updates. This document, again, it outlines the SDG-linked social and environmental externalities that can be taken into account when considering the adverse impacts to a project.
0: Yeah, and actually, when it comes to environmental considerations, there is also an important um, part that People can find the sustainability bond guidelines um, for those cases where actually an issuer issues a social bond but then there are also environmental impacts to the projects and the issuer has identified and then what we call those are environmental co-benefits and they can be highlighted in the social bond report and vice versa actually of course for any green bond issuers that have projects that also have social impact, they can highlight the social co-benefits. Um, so obviously, the two are very much intertwined, I would say. Uh, we also had, through the consultation, and I think we both you know, <laughs> hear those type of questions very often in, in our da- daily job. Um, and I would say there are more technical questions um, on the other components of the social bond principles, such as, for example, how to deal with unallocated proceeds. And here I think it's really important to remind everyone, actually, of the parallels between the social bond and the green bond principles. And both set of principles are actually updated in tandem. So we make sure at all time that they are compatible. And on the topic of an allocated proceeds, uh, you'll find it actually in the management of proceeds sections of both the social bond principles and the green bond principles. Um, and in short, If the social bond is outstanding, then the balance of the net proceeds should be tracked by the issuer against the allocation to eligible social projects. And as such, the issuer should let investors know how the unallocated proceeds are treated in terms of temporary uh, placement up until the time the proceeds are fully allocated. Uh, And this is the same functioning uh, for green bonds. Um, So Colleen, there is another question we wanted to address, and I would say maybe more one of the fundamental questions when it comes to social bond, and that we hear asked routinely, and that is how can we ensure that the user proceeds is impactful?
1: Yeah, this is really um, a big question, and I think we, we all think about this in this area of issuers um, and investors. And, and I think it's really important to point out the basic documents that can help issuers and investors alike. And these are the pre-issuance checklist, which outlines the questions issuers can review in preparing a social or, or a sustainability bond framework. Then the issuers bond issuance framework itself. What does it say? What does the issuer commit to? Um, perhaps there's also a second party opinion that gives some more detailed information about the framework and, and what the framework does. And then also if it's available, the impact report. There are also resources on this in the social bond principles and the harmonized framework on target population that can help with this kind of assessment. It's important to look at all of these documents together. Um, And Agnes, I think we're going to cover these topics in the podcast series, right?
0: Yes. So there will be forthcoming episodes to really drill down on specific topics when it comes to social bonds. So you'll have, for example, identification of target population, publishing a good impact reporting. So please do stay tuned. Um, We hope you found this episode useful. And it was a pleasure talking to you about it, Colleen, today. Same here. Bye. thank you for listening for more icma podcasts and further information on capital markets please visit our website icmagroup.org